0: Caution, you are listening to On Air with JT, a fully uncensored, raw, and unfiltered show. JT doesn't give a fuck. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. You are listening to On Air with JT. Pop culture, news, rants, interviews, serious discussions that the mainstream media won't talk about, and so much more. This is On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? You are listening to a brand new episode of On Air with JT, but today's show is a special episode uh we're doing mental health awareness part two with my good friend maddie maddie what's going on
2: uh nothing much just chilling here in flagler beach florida you know so happy to do this podcast part two with you
1: flagler beach man (laughs) Feel bad for you oh man (laughs) i'm just kidding uh so yeah we did part one while i was in florida uh about a week ago that went really well Uh, a lot of people liked it So, you know, if you guys are just tuning in or haven't seen part one, definitely check out part one. Um, But yeah, uh, me and Maddie were talking and we figured that we're going to do a part two and there'll probably be even a part three. Fuck it. I mean, we're going to (laughs) eventually even have a a weekly mental health awareness type show, um, which I've been in the process of, you know, For over the past three, four years, I've had this idea of, you know, having a podcast called, you know, Break the Stigma. um, But I just never got around to doing it. So we're in the process of doing that. It's going to be like a new I don't know if it's going to be part of On Air with JT or it's going to be a completely different show that's associated with this show. But either way, we're going to put out weekly, you know, episodes uh, a weekly episode at minimum, at least once a week, uh, where we talk about like mental health, and we just bring awareness and suicide awareness and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, shit, it's been a crazy fucking couple weeks since we did that episode. Oh, yes, it has
2: in both of our lives. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, no, that's, I mean, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but you know, I it, it I mean, in a way, it kinda is because you know now we're doing part two, and if people you know listened and enjoyed part one, they'll you know maybe have a better understanding you know during this episode just about the the ups and downs and and. and just life with, you know, dealing with mental health and and mental health disorders and and all that shit. Right. Um, I was just
2: saying, I'm so excited to get like comments and messages. I made a post today on Facebook that, you know, every time someone comments or messages me about mental health awareness, or even the chronic illness that I have, or any chronic illness, it makes me feel like I'm actually making a difference. And I know you feel the same way, because I think you posted the same thing like an hour later.
1: Yeah, it, it really is a cool thing. And I don't, it's weird because I don't like to talk about it too much because I feel like it comes, like it comes off and it comes off. Like I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like this, like God that like, you know, or anything, (laughs) but like I've, I've, I I can say that I've helped over 10 people, you know, that were on the verge of killing themselves. And, And, you know, and those people told me that I'm an inspiration and, and, You know, I'm sure that there's plenty of more people that are watching from the sideline and the nosebleeds that whether whether they want to give me the recognition or, or, you know, send that message to me that they do, you know, are are inspired by me. You know, they are. And 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 I'm all I'm trying to do and all I was doing from the original, like my mental health journey video was just, you know, try and be as vulnerable and open as possible and share my story because I know. A lot of people go through similar things, have gone through same sh- the same shit, or maybe that they're too afraid to speak up because there's such a big stigma and, you know, there's so much right. shit that comes along with it, with, you know, being judged, you know, being perceived. Especially with, with men. With. Yeah, definitely. like males, well, especially with men. But then to even go further, especially you know the the black community and and, right. and, and, and other minorities, like the, it, it's even more stigmatized. And I'm and obviously I'm a white male, so I wouldn't know that you know to a T. But I mean, it's a fact. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it, it's stigmatized even even more further. You know, on on. With other people, and that's not a good thing. So what I'm trying I was to do just is break that, that Yeah. Uh,
2: the the person who was on the podcast with us. Shout uh, out to previously. David. Shout out to David right. Chen,
1: aka <laughs> Kanye. Chinny murder. Chinny murder. <laughs> Kanye East.
2: Yes, but no. I was saying like he was like I I just want to be in the background, but I was like you know people need to hear a, a black man or even you know he's mixed or whatever but if that you, motherfucker you know, a is mixed with man, he's
1: mixed with like a hundred a million
2: things <laughs> <laughs> right so like he could be talking to any you know the you know he's Chinese or, and and Hispanic yeah he could be Jamaican. any community yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I told it's him like what aren't you get out there <laughs> he's Kanye <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh man
1: but yeah, we got we we got a lot of you know between you and me, uh, we got some good you know reception from that video and that podcast episode, um, which which feels good you know to, to know that you know because this is not an easy thing to talk about all the time you know because um, you're really you know at least I I can say for at least myself you know I'm putting myself, it's not like I'm just telling like my best friend my my life story I'm I'm showcasing this shit on the internet. I'm yeah. bro, I'm I'm letting the world know, you know. And that that's a whole different type of vulnerability, you know. Um that that's yeah. I don't want you know, you got to sure. you, you got to have balls to do that. And I'm not trying to hype myself up or anything like that, but like you really got to be brave and courageous to to do something like that because you I know that, you know, Not everyone is going to agree with everything that I say. A lot of people are going to look at me differently. They're going to perceive me a different way. They're going to, they might judge me, Uh, but there's, there's also going to be a lot of people that will relate and that actually outweighs the the negative. And and that's why I do it. You know, I don't, and you know, I don't do it for, I'm not doing this for attention or sympathy or people to feel bad. I just want to be able to show and share my story and my experiences be like, Hey, if I went through all of this fucking shit, then you can too. And if I can overcome all this shit, then you can too. And like I said like in the last episode when we when we were in Florida, uh, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, being one of those faces, you know, in in the world for, you know, speaking out about mental health awareness and and being that like you know, hopefully inspirational figure to, to others yeah. that don't have you know, that aren't able to speak up or don't have a platform or are scared to talk about it or whatever. I've lost whatever friends it may be. Yeah. Uh,
2: for being so open because like uh I'm just gonna speak on it. Like my best friend of like twenty years I got in a horrible fight with because she basically said that like I make I'm make myself look crazy online and that I'm a maniac. Exactly. And so I, I just don't care. Like I know that I'm doing what I'm doing for a purpose and like if, if people like my videos or they don't like my videos I don't really care because there's no people that message me and comment on it and say like oh this helped me or oh this made me realize something and that's what makes me not care about losing a best friend because her opinion obviously doesn't matter she might be maybe she's embarrassed you know maybe she's embarrassed to have a friend that openly talks about like mental health you know drug addiction and stuff like that and because they don't because
1: they don't want to be perceived by you know because they know that they'll be judged and perceived differently as well And, and it's just an insecurity that they have
2: yeah I, I don't know maybe I feel like it could be jealousy too but yeah I mean there's,
1: there's that that could be a big factor jealousy and envy definitely has a big factor and and like I've made a post like I not to sound too egotistical and Kanye here but like and I, I got eight nine disabilities and I'm still outworking most of the people you know in my age group and where you know people that came from the same place as me, and I'm still every day fucking outworking you, like, and I'm, am I the best, the greatest yet? Fuck no, I'm far from it, but, you know, people don't like to see that, especially, you know, I, I said before, you know, you know, two things, people will not support you until it's popular to support you, and I've realized that over the years, but I've definitely seen a huge shift in that you know within the past couple of months of me going really hard with the with this podcast but you know another thing is the, the envy is real because you know if they see that you you're going through all this shit and and i'm not saying that everyone's lives is perfect everyone has everyone's dealing with a battle that we don't know about and that's why it's always good to treat people with kindness because you never know what someone's going through and and, exactly, but I, I just feel like some people don't like to see me win. Be, you know, on top of just not liking me for for whatever reason, because the people. The, it's funny because the majority that's like ninety nine percent of the time that people hate me, they don't even know me. They 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 <laughs> they, they never even had a conversation with me. Like, it, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, people go strictly they off rumors and judgment and what they perceive and i guess that I, you got to accept i got to accept that because i'm going into the entertainment industry and i you know to oh, be yeah. this You're actor be and i want to do all this shit so i know that there's going to be always that backlash there's going to always going to be criticism i get that and I, I i've accepted that i mean that's just part of the game if that's just, if, if i want to be a successful actor and all this shit and on on top of speaking out about all this stuff I know i'm gonna get some shit here and there by you know people that are just fucking ignorant and whatever and that's fine But as long as like you said at the end of the day that you know, we're receiving, you know You, you know at the end of the day that you're making an impact. I mean like just last night alone I had two people um Tell me that I, I saved their lives and that i'm an inspiration to them like and that shit like made my day like like Like, no matter what I'm achieving, like uh, right now, and you know, I don't really want to use the word success because I feel like I'm not even, I I don't, I'm just so hard on myself because I just know what I'm capable of doing. So, like, what I'm doing now is fame. Yeah. Like,
2: right now, you don't have the fame, but you're being successful in what you're doing. Like, you're uploading every day and multiple platforms. I just
1: don't have, yeah, I just don't have that big platform yet. That's the only thing um but that will come that will come for all of us that, that without a doubt i'm not that, that's the least of my worries um, well i just think
2: it's crazy that ryan seacrest keeps looking at your stuff like that's insane what, what's like, even crazier what?
1: about that is because you know i've talked about this a lot but like and i i fucking idolized this man since i was like eight nine years old and then to like look at my instagram story and i'm seeing like i it's ryan seacrest like the top person on my story i'm like what that that's my my fucking idol like i would i would never been a podcaster like i would never started when i was 16 if it wasn't for ryan seacrest i would have never went to broadcasting school i would have never tried to be a host or a radio personality a dj or and do all this you know entertainment you know industry showbiz type shit if it wasn't for this man and the fact that he was he viewed my stories four times in a 24-hour span on new year's eve when he had one of his biggest jobs to do that night which was really really fucking weird i was like damn dude wow. like, you, you got a job to do ryan um why, why are you <laughs> on my instagram um oh, but yeah. the, but some people are saying that it might not be exactly
2: wonder like who it really is like well, the, it's the well here's team the thing it's, that's the thing like that. so
1: he so w- with a lot of these people successful people you know they have a social media team and, and their, their camp their camp mm-hmm. team whatever you want to call it and I would say about 98% of all of major celebrities, they have, a, they have a social media team that runs their account, but the person themselves also has access to that account. So you can think either, either way, it was either him or his team it's still and they awesome viewed ever. it. And the fact that I stopped tagging him in posts for the last six days Oh, you were tagging him before? Yeah, and they have constantly been viewing my profile for the last six days and checking out my stories without me even tagging him. So that means that I'm on their radar for some reason, which which is a little weird because my show isn't even that big yet. And the fact that my idol and his team are aware of who I am, and then on top (laughs) of that... Jonathan Chaban, the food god, who's a really good friend with Kim Kardashian, viewed my profile the other day. And if you don't know, that Ryan Seacrest is the creator. And the the main executive producer of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so there's what? some ki- there's some kind of connection that I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why Ryan Ryan Seacrest is one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. I mean, that's why he's worth like 450 million. I
2: I love the Kardashians. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm really not gonna lie. <laughs> I got I got mixed totally I got really mixed honest.
1: feelings about them, but I mean, I I think Courtney looks the best. That's my opinion.
2: Oh, Courtney definitely looks the best. She always did. Yeah, she always did. I mean, Kim, like, Kim,
1: Kim looked really good when she was young I mean, before the surgery. She's
2: beautiful, obviously. Yeah. She looks good either way. I feel like yeah. either way, you know, I'd take her either way. You know? Yeah. Uh, but no, for real. Uh, I don't, I
1: know, don't know what's know. going on with Chloe though. She, she looked different. Chloe? Yeah, she looks different from fucking ten years ago. That is not the same know. woman. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of money and procedures that went into that, and I, I don't want to shit on her if that makes I her like feel if that makes her feel beautiful. Then then go for right, it. Right. Right.
2: Her personality uh, is bomb. Like yeah. she, she she seems like if I was gonna hang out with any of them, which I I wish that I'd ever be. You know that special too but uh it would definitely be chloe because she knows how to party hey for one.
1: what what i tell you don't don't talk like that when you meet them
2: when i meet them nah like who you gotta, you gotta manifest one, that shit if i could if i could meet one person that was famous that's alive i think just because of her musical talent and how beautiful she is well, and, doll,
1: right Ah, oh,
2: how do you know that
1: <laughs> I'm how did you
2: know what the fuck? I told you. Okay. Ew. <laughs> like, that's weird. Prime we example. Talk about that, or?
1: This is this is this is good. The, can you just please tell the audience that that was not scripted?
2: That was not scripted,
1: <laughs> okay. audience. Okay. I want to let you guys <laughs> know that I actually do, do have them. a special gift. <laughs> but uh, continue.
2: What? Uh, anyway. But um. <laughs> so. <laughs> What was I gonna
1: say? That should just caught you what, off guard.
2: It really did. I don't know how you. I don't know how you said Lana Del Rey, but
1: because I know. Did I
2: tell you that I emailed her?
1: Uh, you, you mentioned something about her. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: like emailed a few her. Weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I. was trying to get. She. I don't. I didn't get emailed. Back. I mean, yeah,
1: but I will. You, you will. It, it, you know how hard it is. People don't understand when I get these interviews with these artists. You know, it takes me reaching out to. At this level, where I'm at now, it takes me like reaching out to like twenty to twenty five people to get one yes.
2: Yeah, you know, um, you know the the lady. I'm not good with names, but you know the mom from Modern Family.
1: Yeah, Sophia Vergara, very good. No no, 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 Oh, <laughs> no, oh no, the no, other one. Oh, the, the, white, the white one, okay? woman. Okay, he, yeah, I forget yeah, her name. The white, yeah.
2: the white woman. Yeah. She she um she said in an interview with somebody that for every fifty you know uh interviews or auditions that she went on it's one yes so that i think it's for every 50 it's one yes but and for for acting
1: and she's probably being conservative with that number because with acting and acting auditions especially starting off it's more like fucking a hundred no's to a one yes and that's being that's being and that's being like nice it's probably even more than that you're getting you face a lot of rejection that's why uh, acting the people like shit on acting sometimes you know but people don't understand it's literally one of the hardest things to to be successful at it's literally there's so much rejection just based off you know because you're going into these these you know auditions and you have you know like a cast and director maybe the producer maybe uh, the director and you know whoever and and they're solely look they're judging you they're they're judging how you look you know, how, how, how tall you are, how much you weigh, you know, your physical attributes, how you talk, your mannerisms, they're judging all of that while you're doing an audition and and you're not going to rub. Yeah. I know I'm not going to rub everyone the right way. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of no's, but you know, like I've said, I feel like for me personally throughout my life, You know, I've been rejected and I've had so much shit with criticism and, and, you know, haters and and people telling me, no, when you can't do this, you can't do that my entire life, that that's not going to really affect me. It makes you want to do it more. It's going to like, because most people going into acting, like it hurts their fucking self esteem like crazy and they give up. That's why the turnover rate is so high and, and but i just know for me personally like i don't care if i hear 500 no's like i'm gonna get that yes i'm gonna get that yes like it it will happen um but people get deterred deterred from you know, pursuing it doesn't even have to be acting. It, it can be anything. You know, you're gonna whatever you want to do in life, and especially if you want to do something big and special, you know, there are gonna be those no's and that rejection. But you have to be able to understand that you, if you know what you're fully capable of and what your potential is, and what your mission is, and, and what you're good at, and if you really love that thing, and that those no's don't don't mean shit, because they're all gonna look like fucking idiots. When that one person says yes, and then you have your breakthrough role, and then you know, now everybody is—you know—it gets to a point where you don't even have to go to auditions. They—they—they they, they send you. The, they said they, give, they, send, they right. send you the scripts, and they tell you which one do you want to do. That's
2: that's the craziest thing. What made you want
1: to go into you know acting? To be honest, um, I've always been fascinated by it. I mean, one one thing that makes me a better actor than the average person and i i can say this very confidently just because i've had to put on an act my entire life (laughs) like i've just acting
2: mode like you said yeah like
1: i've i've had to i I, i've had to act i've had to figure out and navigate through life just because of situations i've been through I, i just learned how to be a good actor. I don't, I don't know. I I mean, and I'm far <laughs> from being a great actor. You know, they're, they're, it's such a hard thing to master. And I will. And I will. There's so much I have to learn. I, and I like I said before, I've never took an acting classes. I never took you know, uh improv classes. I never took. Yeah, uh, I, n- I, never, I, I never. I never did. The, I never did theater or plays okay. ever. Like ever, not in school. Never. Like I never did that shit. And you know. I've been posting, you know, some of my, you know, reenactment audition clips, you know, on mm-hmm. online, and, you know, so yeah, I get, I, I get some. I'm very hard on myself when it comes to that acting because it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, it, I'm, I'm harder on myself with the acting than I am with the podcasting, but. Um, you know, I got like some negative comments because I know I, I know it wasn't that good, but I had two people that are actually in the industry. They're not like they're not extremely super successful, like multi, multi, multi millionaires. But I've had, mm-hmm. you know, I've had one actor who I don't know if you know what like a working actor is. Um basically, um basically a working actor is, is someone that's like that they haven't really made it yet they have a bunch of role like little small roles over the years they're still trying to get their breakthrough so they still got to work like a day to job like a day job like right. serving okay. tables or whatever and yeah. this guy you know is a working actor he's been doing it for 15 years he has over a hundred credits which means he's been in like over a hundred tv shows and movies with altogether short films whatever and he's made over a million dollars and he told me that like you got what it takes then i had an actress another actress who has a very successful imbd page and credits um who's now becoming a she wants to be a director and she says that you got it and so That that, that's all I needed to hear. You know, I don't I don't care if you know some average motherfucker says you suck at acting because they they don't know what they're talking about If I'm I'm having people in the industry tell me to not give up and keep going Then it's just haters.
2: It's it's just haters and that's But it's the same and it's probably like somebody that you know that like made a different account and just wants to be a jerk to you Like probably but it, it doesn't even matter.
1: Yeah, I mean you might be right but I I also know that it's not the best because I'm also with, with 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 the scenes that I do that w- w- a couple of the scenes like the what w- whether it was the notebook uh, scene or the this the fight scene from this this movie called um, Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scar- Scarlett Johansson like they're very I, I I chose very hard scenes to do and. And not, then I'm doing yeah, a re. I'm doing do- then I'm split. doing then I'm doing a reenactment of that famous scene by a famous actor. So now, basically, when people see it, they're automatically judging that famous actor and his performance to mine. And obviously, that's not going to be the same because I'm not at that level yet. I still have a lot to learn. So it's, right. it's a weird, it's a weird kind of thing. I don't, I don't. It know.
2: takes a lot of guts to go out there and do it. Like it's hard. It's people hard. can, people can say that they're a singer-songwriter they can put it in their description but they probably there's probably a million people that had that in their description oh, but they're, never, they're never sang
1: in front of a never, live audience nor have, like th- there's probably a million people that put that in their description that never even been to a fucking studio session and i can tell you that from being in the music industry and managing a label and managing artists over the years I, it, it, it's crazy and i'm not trying to discourage people if that's what you want to do then do it but don't just say say yeah i'm a singer songwriter and then not do anything about it like fucking put action to it towards it like what are you fucking doing you just just want to keep it in your fucking bio for to make yourself look cool (laughs) you're you're not making yourself look cool you you look dumb because you have nothing to back it up
2: i I like it when i like people will tell me that they're a singer and i'll be like okay let's sing this song like right now and they're like well um like no if somebody came up to me and was like sing sing a song i would fucking i'd be singing i don't care what it is any genre i can i can sing it because i've i've been in the studio which would be my dad's studio in our basement he's a professional piano player and the first song that i ever recorded was when i was three years old and it was twinkle twinkle little star
1: Wait, did you you learn how to play the piano from him
2: yes yep what 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 age did you learn uh, I mean, I guess I, I pretty much was learned, it young? yeah, like it, I, there was, everyone was playing the piano. So I know that my fingers were on a piano when I was old enough to put my fingers on the piano, one years old, two years old, I was hearing notes and I learned how to read music by the time I was, you know, basically, you know, in elementary school, I, I learned how to read music and
1: you teach I me. was, I, I, oh, I want to play the piano so bad. I mean I'm
2: more of a singer, but I do play the piano. I do, you know, like to play the piano and the the level that I can teach people at is pretty much a a child's level. All I need is Um, the basics. Yeah, like if you could learn if you could learn the scales and the first scale that you should learn is the C scale. Uh, The C scale.
1: I was gonna say And
2: and you gotta learn your fingers and then you pretty much like
1: C is it does it go by like C minor and C major?
2: It's just C to c. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. it's just it's just something easy that that if you really are passionate about it and you can take the time to practice, like you have to practice that that's the only thing about it with with music. you can't just unless you're like, <laughs> Like, uh, who's that guy that can just, well, my dad can hear a song and he can play it on the piano and my brother can do the same thing. Like he could, hear, like I, he,
1: like he can hear a random song and then, then, re, then, song, then play it just like, just play it like that.
2: Correct. And, and it, I know, How do they yep, do that? yeah, I could, I could have, I could, I want to have my dad on, he, he was, he was pretty big in the music industry. Um, uh, you know, he was. On the first TV station in Philadelphia, playing the piano behind the scenes for actors, and um, he grew up doing that. And my my dad my dad's dad was a piano player as well. That he was called the Piano Man in our town, and that I grew up in. Oh wow! And uh, he was driven around and and played the piano on the back of a trailer in the whole town. Like he is. It's a crazy story. It's a really crazy story. One day I want to tell. The whole history of my, you know, my family and stuff like that, but yeah, that'll same. definitely be. I found yeah, out. Like I it, found
1: out a couple of years, uh, like not a couple of years ago, maybe like 15, 10 to fifteen years ago, that my grandfather's brother, who passed away at a young age, um, played. He was like part of like Frank Sinatra's like team. Like he played with oh, Frank shit. Sinatra a lot, which is fucking. Yeah, crazy. my my
2: my grandfather did too. My That's grandfather, crazy. yeah, you can. My my dad will tell you, and my. And he, my my grandfather, there's there's published stuff like that I could find on him. He he was a he was a really he was a genius. He was a musical genius, and he was taught by German nuns in wow. Mexico. Yeah, he in was where? By, In Mexico. What Mexico. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: what? That's a wild story.
2: Yeah, I you know it, it it's it's a whole book, but you know i, I got to write a book i always said that there should be a reality tv show on my life i I've, I've always said that my I, life I, i've said so that for i've said
1: that a lot i i actually uh when i was in high school i um M- you remember mtv made yeah they yeah. they um they came to my high school and i auditioned but i d- i didn't start M- I, I didn't yeah and i didn't start I didn't start podcasting at that. T- I think it was, I was a couple months away from starting the, my first podcast. So, and I, and I was like yes. trying to rap and I was so fucking bad. Like I <laughs> I can, no, but I, I can freestyle and I, and I can write really good music, but yeah, but at that Me age too. I was just fucking awful. Like I was bad, like embarrassing. And I thought it would Did be, Did um, I don't know. You, I think you, you, you I th- guys went in the same high school. Yeah. I don't, David and me weren't as close at that time. Oh, uh, really? He, I didn't yeah. know that. But, I, I, yeah, I'm. I, he's
2: older than you, right? I forgot. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah a little
1: was, older. I think when I was a freshman, because that's when I first met him. When I was fourteen, I think he was like seventeen or something. Uh, so, oh shit! It's almost seventeen. But, um, but, but speaking of the music, you know, I wanted to talk. We were going to talk about you know people uh, that. Mac Miller, yeah, like Mac Miller, but because you know we were talking about you know when people talk about like mental health and rap, you know a lot of people bring up Kid Cudi, and yes, Kid Cudi is one of the best, and like you know if it if it wasn't for his music, I I would not be here, you know and and, and he has saved a lot of people's lives pete davidson has been very open about that and said that you can look it up for yourself um but and obviously people give you know rest in peace juice world you know um you know he especially his last album i mean i I can relate to so much of it. it it's it's crazy how you know um he's made you know such a big impact um but we don't we don't really talk about we we don't really give mac miller all of his props especially his especially swimming i mean that that album um like mean, he just I, disappeared kind of yeah, like not it, his... it, it, it's crazy because i mean I my, my favorite songs on it like is uh come back to earth uh, dunno uh like really good songs and like I, I don't know like th- those songs like saved my fucking life and like on top of that like uh, the Lupe Fiasco I don't I don't really talk about this as much but like that Lupe Fiasco Lasers album really really saved my life and ironically that was the first concert that I ever went to it was in 2011 at at the Saint Augustine Saint Augustine Florida Amphitheater. And Lupe Fiasco was performing on the Lasers tour. And, you know, he had a bunch of... uh, That album was incredible you know i mean the show goes on words i never said i mean i mean there's so many, i mean the whole album is a masterpiece but it's funny like a couple of years late uh ago i was on instagram and he made a post saying um one of my favorite shows looking back was at uh the saint augustine amphitheater in 2011 on my lasers tour and that, that was fucking weird to see that and then i just found out you that, he, that? I, yeah then now i just found out that he's teaching rap at mit in Mass in, in Boston, so I got to figure out how the fuck I can get, I can get this interview with Lupe because that's oh, crazy. I mean, he's, he's teaching rap at MIT. That's fucking crazy. But the news you don't hear that on the news. Oh, a, a no, successful no, black good man, on- a successful black man, you know, teaching at MIT, rap. Like you, you're not going to hear that on the news, and, and that just shows you, you know, really what goes on with you know, corporate media and and how every everything's programmed and how we're living in the matrix but yeah um what (laughs) what i don't even talk about the matrix it's
2: a simulation in my in my mind i mean it
1: is have you ever seen uh what's that that jim carrey movie um there's so many uh you know i really (laughs) it's so funny
2: because i just posted that i i don't like jim carrey i i just posted that i don't know if you've seen the status Oh, it was no. like a few weeks ago. I mean, I'm not but- like
1: I'm not like a huge fan of him, but I respect I respect yeah. his, I respect how he made it. I mean, like if, you, if you've seen the clip that I shared, I mean, he literally was, you know, I don't know if you you, you got to actually because I just shared a minute clip of, of that interview he did with Oprah. But if you actually I want I you to ch- I want you to check it out because, you know, he, he talked about like, I, you know, he was in a, par- a position in life where he didn't have anything. And he would start visualizing. He would start, he would start visualizing all the things that he wanted to do. And, you know, obviously, if you guys don't know, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check to himself for acting acting services rendered as crazy for $10 million and he dated it three years ahead of time i think thanksgiving 94 95 and literally just before thanksgiving he got dumb and dumber and it was 10 million dollars his salary oh my gosh like he
2: manifested that shit before everybody was talking about manifestation like now that's just like a common thing that people say like even my like 45 year old sisters like i manifested this and yeah, you know but it's it,
1: it, it, but it's good though i like the, it's a good thing that people are starting to realize that the law of attraction and and positive energy and, and you know speaking things into an existence yeah it's, is, it's, a, it's is a good a real thing. thing you're right but you actually you can't just say yo i'm going to be this i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and, do and not thing. do shit that that's not how it works you have to I, actually I, put work an effort towards that, and then it will become a reality. And a lot, a lot I of people used to be
2: like that. Though I used to not me too. put effort me too. to nothing. I like, mean, I,
1: or, or if I did, it would be not you know, it would be minimum, not as you know, what I'm capable of fully doing.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think that like Mac Miller could have, you know, died because of being famous? Like, do you think that I, like if I, maybe if
1: you listen. If you listen, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you listen to that last album, the, his best album, I personally feel like um, that saved my life. If you actually listen to what his lyrics, it's really kind of like an explana- It's like an explanation and like a, a, a uh, an apology, and it's kind of like letting the world know, like like this is it kind of uh which is kind of really sad especially if you hear a few of the songs it's like you know him really i don't i don't know if it's crying out for help or if if he was really like just like like i don't know it's it's really sad because he was so i mean you gotta wonder like did
2: do you think he really wanted to die, or do you I think, think I think
1: it was, it was an accident. I think it was. Life. It was. I think it was definitely an accidental overdose. I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't. I do not think he tried to commit suicide on purpose. Yeah,
2: me, me neither. I really don't think he would. He would do that. Um, you know, I know that they say it's like fentanyl, cocaine. Yeah, and it, was, alcohol it was. It was, was laced. It.
1: it was laced by those two dealers, and one of the dealers. Um, I think he's like went to jail. For, went to prison for like ten to fifteen years or some shit. Yeah i don't know how i
2: feel about that
1: but yeah that's, that's another story i mean
2: not not that i'm saying that he somebody shouldn't be punished but i i mean i don't know i i don't know how i feel about that i can't i'm not even gonna
1: speak on that anymore. yeah it's not um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, But it, is, there, is there is there like is there an album that like or like a, maybe a few songs on an album that like has like saved your life or that you listen to that yeah
2: um Oh, you mean of Mac Miller? No, just like for,
1: like like anyone.
2: My song that I listen to when I'm about to just like when I think I want to hang <laughs> yeah. it up. I got, I got um, like a
1: thousand songs, unfortunately.
2: The one is "Professional" by The Weeknd. I don't know if I've it's, heard that song. Yeah, it, it's is a it, good one. Is it good? Huh? It's fucking good and and like it's
1: was it a hit I, or was it like is like an underrated no, song so it's, no, an, it's well, an underrated song
2: yeah okay. it's an underrated song he's completely different now this song came out like i don't know almost 10 years oh, ago so this was and, this
1: was before the this was really before he blew up right this is yeah, early so, shit
2: right so okay. i i remember me, i was at, send me
1: the link too i want to hear that
2: i will um but th- you know i was at uh i was living in a homeless shelter in atlantic city and i remember like they took away my phone because you like weren't supposed to have your phone at night or whatever and it was like a youth shelter or whatever so i'm so i'm there i snuck in the office took my phone took my headphones and just i remember just laying on the floor just listening to that song just like crying like how am i here like i'm a teenager like (laughs) you know what i mean it's just Mm. crazy like i you know i remember that and I'll, i'll never forget i i listened to that song you could ask David. If you ask David that question, he probably would know the answer. My my fiance, yeah. But that's I what. He, I mean, he. I mean, I don't know. You gotta depend on what mood he's in. Yeah. Or not, <laughs> I, I, I might I might get
1: like fifteen different responses.
2: I I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I I still love you, David
0: we all love you david (laughs) Uh, too bad too bad he wasn't
1: on this episode but uh we'll definitely make sure if you guys are listening and you guys did like because i i know you guys did like david on the show um uh, especially if you know it does, if that was your first time seeing him, or if you guys you know you know were fans you know back in 2014, 15 when David was a co-host on the show, um, you know he's definitely going to be back on the show a lot more. Um, it might not always be in person because just I'm I'm in Boston and you know they're in right. for, in a different state at the moment, but um, we're still we're still going to be doing a lot more you know episodes. And like I told you guys, we're coming out with you know a weekly podcast, you know you know basically just mental health awareness um just kind of like this you know we'll we'll, you know every week we'll have a lot more things to talk about and it'll be kind of like a theme um it'll be really good i'm really excited about that um but we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back you're listening to on air with welcome back to on air with jt um, I do wanna just say, you know, I did say in the first episode that I'm not gonna like have ads and monetize this because I don't want to make money off of this. But I do want to say if there are any brands and companies that are in the mental health realm that you think that you would be a good partnership with this show, feel free to email me at onirwithjt at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's onairwithjt at gmail.com. And of course, you can listen to this podcast um, on YouTube. Well, you can watch it on YouTube. Just go to On Air With JT. If you have a YouTube account, please subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, um, you can listen to the podcast exclusively on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just go to onairwithjt.com. And I do know that the majority of the people that listen to this podcast listen on the podcast app on the iPhone, that little purple app, the podcast app. And if you could do me one favor, I would really appreciate it this is more important than even subscribing to the YouTube. If you, you could search the show, type, type in Anya with JT, there's going to be two shows that come up. It doesn't matter which one you click on. I mean, if you could do both, I would, that would be awesome. But if you could just do one, I would appreciate it. If you click on it, scroll all the way down, you're going to see that you can rate this show. Just give it an honest rating. I'm not asking you to rate it a five. Just give me an honest rating on what you think the show is, and you feel free to leave leave a positive or neg- negative comment, criticism, advice, whatever it might be. Maybe something that you would like us to talk about, whatever it might be. Or if you have, you know, if you, if there is something that you want us to talk about, or you want to get in contact with the show on air with gt at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, we're back to the show. What up, Maddie?
2: What's up? What's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: So yeah, I'm uh, hoping that somebody does hit us up for that. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't want to, you know, I'm not going to just sell out and take a bag for you know some shitty company. But if it's a real right. company or like um, therapy therapy type thing or something that I know that will can help me and not only me and you but the fans and our supporters, then I don't mind, you know advertising that but i'm not going to advertise other things on the mental health because i don't want people to think that i'm trying to monetize it you know that's not what i'm trying to do i'm just trying to get our messages out and hopefully you guys can relate you know hopefully um just you know have some get some sort of perspective and insight um from two other people um but yeah what's the next thing you think we should talk about
2: um I think, what about like uh, mental health awareness for people in poverty? Like, I know we talked about,
1: oh, a big you know, the
2: stigma against men and, and, and black men having basically feelings. But I I know that in poverty, um, it's really hard to get good mental health care, behavioral health care. There's waiting lists that are like
1: crazy long. Yeah, it, it's a big problem. And even even to, unfortunately, even on a worse scale, you know, we look at the homeless homelessness problem, and, you know, a lot of people think it's just drugs, but people don't understand a lot, you know, a significant... I don't know the percent. I, I'll have to look it up because I don't want to speak out of my... I don't want to just talk out of my ass. But it, it's such a high rate, and this should be obvious, but a lot of people don't get it. there's such a significant rate. It's very high of people that are homeless that have severe mental health issues. People don't understand that. It's not always just drugs and, 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 and it, 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 you never know what people go through and what they're what they what, what situation happened and occurred to be so traumatic where something like that happens uh so, that, so that's one thing people need to know
2: 30 percent of people who are chronically homeless have mental health conditions and about 50 percent have co-occurring substance abuse abuse problems so co-occurring i think that you know what that means but for someone who doesn't it means that they have a drug addiction problem and mental health problems so if the percentages don't even make sense to me i think i
1: don't think those i don't think those are accurate maybe maybe we should check out maybe one more source this is
2: on the the sam uh dot gov website uh it it
1: seems like it should be higher for both
2: right uh, you know especially but the, thing the is, mental is, there's health, undocumented yeah, yeah, yeah exa-
1: people. exactly exactly <laughs> that's what exactly. it is you know because they don't have access to going to a doctor so it's they, they, right
2: they- you they know, don't have the money
1: or the other resources, so it's it, it's a fucking horrible thing that we the people really taking need to, these
2: statistics aren't going underneath bridges in intense cities asking people. You know, do you have yeah, mental health problems? Exactly. I, if and, if and, someone asks, and, and, and that, if they do,
1: and if they do, and they're homeless, you think that's the fucking first thing they want to fucking talk, say to somebody while they're dealing with that situation? Get the fuck like, out of here, lady. Give
2: me a sandwich first. Yeah, then. for, like, for real.
1: Like hook it up. <laughs> like, like give me a hundred a hundred bills. Come on. Give me a hotel room, and then I'll talk <laughs> yeah. to you about my mental health. Bitch. No. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. That's why I, I always... And I don't... I don't... Try, I, I try not to talk... I don't like to talk about it publicly, publicly, just because I don't want to be like... I don't want to be... I don't want people to think that I'm doing this for clout or attention, but I always try and help out. When I see a homeless person, I... Oh, no, even if it's a, a couple bucks or whatever, food, like I I a Water, I always try and give something cuz even even if i know that that person even is high as fuck on drugs <laughs> you know and i know I, I i try when it comes to that i i i try not to give money i, I i'd rather give them food and or water i've given
2: homeless people like weed like I, I, I don't me, have too. me too me too i I, to I, I i was driving in
1: boston like. and, i was driving in boston a couple months ago and i had like a full blunt and i seen this dude and, and, <laughs> and the window was rolled down he was like that's he, he's like that shit smells good i was like oh yeah here you go bro
2: and yeah, I, you could ask David. I handed somebody—it was probably like a dime. I just—I just had it in my hand, and I seen this homeless dude, and he looked so like sad. And <laughs> I was just you know, that doesn't well, make him for a little while. Yeah. Like, it is, man. We were in Philly. Um, we weren't—we weren't living in Kensington. We were lucky enough to be able to afford the the best place in in uh, you know, philadelphia, which is like uh, queen's village and it's it's pretty safe over there because I had my daughter and I know that there's people that don't have that luxury but We've seen so many homeless people like kensington. Have you ever been to kensington?
1: I don't believe like, so now, but so you, yeah. you know about it right? Yeah I'm, a, yeah, it, I'm a little aware of it. I'm not fully aware of what goes on but
2: so I grew up about 15 20 minutes away from kensington um i i grew up what's the real
1: problem in, in kensington drugs, <laughs> drugs yeah. uh, and drugs op- opioids opioids yeah. of course you see, that's the thing they, they're that's walking the thing around like that's, zombies. The, that's the thing we have in massachusetts unfortunately there, Boston, yeah. is there
2: any towns that, oh, that there's a lot of towns
1: read? they made a doc there's a documentary on hbo about it yeah,
2: I'm not too familiar with anything
1: in Boston. I, I don't do it's, a lot it's, of it's research. It's really bad. But yeah, it's really bad. I it's know really about fuck, Philly it's fucking and Atlantic sad. City. It's fucking sad. And it's it's, it's these pharmaceutical, you know, and, and they, it's crazy. And, and <laughs> I was just talking about on my show, you know, the other, yesterday, basically, you know, the, the, the beauty of having a podcast and doing your own show is you don't have, you know, because if you're on the radio or on TV, you're controlled by what you can say and what you can't say. And because, you know, how these TV shows and radio shows make their money, especially, you know, TV shows and networks, how they make their money is advertising. Did you know that 75% of advertising that we see commercials on TV, guess who they're they're by? Pharmaceutical industry. 75%. (laughs) That means they literally own the media. So do you think that the media is ever gonna be you know, I mean yeah they uh, for when they talk about medications you know they say oh you know uh, you you might have a tr- high increase of of dying and having white blood <laughs> white blood cells and crippling you know naming it's fucking so uh, n- naming fifty things but you know how they speed it up like crazy it's like blah, 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 blah you might you might die and all this shit it's like they 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 are never gonna speak out fully about what's what's going on with the pharmaceutical no. industry uh, because, and I, and
2: I've tried all of them basically yeah
1: I, I i've never tried uh i tried one uh i don't even know i, I tried one time i uh what's it called like a 30 uh,
2: per, uh I don't know. yeah that's
1: that's that's how I'm, unaware i like i'm like yeah i think it was a perk 30 i think i tried yeah, I, I, I tried that once in my life and i and i told my i was like i can never do this again because i can see how people get addicted to this shit
2: so I, I, I first got addicted to opioids when I was, this is going to be crazy, but I was 13 when I got addicted
1: to opioids. But were you, but were you prescribed that at 13? Yes. Uh, you were prescribed yeah, an opioid at yep. 13. And mm-hmm. this, this wasn't like you just had like surgery or some shit.
2: Well, I I did have surgery. Oh, okay. And then, uh,
1: okay.
2: right. So I had surgery and then, and then. I kind of, I don't know if when I was in the hospital, cause I was in the hospital for when I was like 14 years old, I was in the hospital for like months, you know what I mean? So Me I was on them for like, it, it was for physical health, but not mental health that, at that point in my life, but, but. You know, later on, I was there for other reasons, probably because being prescribed opioids at 13, 14 years old. But because I was taking them every single day while I was in the hospital. The right. Yeah. So my mom felt bad and she would just keep getting me prescribed them ah, and doctors. Would, but she wouldn't be like doctor hopping like my doctor, my primary they would, care. They, doctor, they would
1: openly write them, especially during, right, that, during, during that time. They would. Oh, yeah. you Oh, you, need, oh, was, you need this. Oh, here you go.
2: I was very ill growing up. So it wasn't just 13. Like I had surgery at, at, you know, 14 and then I had another surgery at 15 and then I had another one at 17 and then I had another one at uh, like, like 20, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I went from doing them at 13 and then I got addicted to uh, Xanax at 15 because I was prescribed, something and then i ended up just taking my mom's because she was like here this would work better and um so yeah she gave me like xanax when i was like 15 and um after that i just when i was like 18 i tried my first hard drug um and that was no no actually i did my first hard drug when i was 16 actually
1: but do you feel feel comfortable on saying what, what that was
2: well, I well, I mean, I say I say hard drug like a Percocet's not a hard drug. I did my first illicit street drug at at 16, which is it was cocaine. Um, yeah, I I did I did cocaine when I was 16 uh, because I remember my school like everybody left like there was some like like strike or something all the kids left and it was like i went over my one friend's house and i think actually at that point she was like maybe my girlfriend or i don't know whatever but so she we did it and the first time that i did it i actually like blew it all over the place instead of like inhaling i exhaled it was weird but then you know you know i, I finally did do it next day i like couldn't open my, i couldn't talk like my throat was like closed up and somehow I got strep throat. It was weird. But yeah, that was my first time doing hard drugs.
1: Shit. <laughs> that's crazy. You, 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 you know, what's crazy. And you probably, I don't know if I ever told you this. I didn't smoke weed or drink in high school. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 try, I, I mean, I, don't I, no. I,
2: that's normal. Don't do that. No, it's no, I, no, I'm not I encouraging. Just, yeah, dude, I'm not, yeah. I'm not encouraging yeah. that
1: shit at all. But, you no, know? but it, it's, it's crazy. Cause now I'm, I'm a, I'm I'm a fucking stoner. I mean, I can go through a, a QP in a couple like a day or two, three days, four days. Like, um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I I tried I tried smoking weed once when I was like 16, but I didn't know how to fucking inhale, so I didn't I didn't get high. <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was Wait, in who car. Who
2: said that, Bill Clinton? <laughs> I didn't.
1: <laughs> it's I didn't the truth. Inhale. I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> what the fuck I was doing, and I was with like three people that were like smokers, so like I didn't know what the. I, 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 I didn't want to look like a fucking idiot. I mean, I, I did. did but, but, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. We got to <laughs> add that clip in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't try it again until I was like 19 and, or 20. And I got. You I, was hear on cloud, I was on cloud nine.
2: Oh, man. I don't know how we got into talking about this. But the first time that I smoked weed, I was 11 and you were 11 i was 11 right and my cousin we were both badasses and we were sitting there in the circle and i guess our dad didn't realize but they were passing that shit to us and we were just i so i just was smoking in a circle with my dad and, <laughs> and at 11 years old and he acted like he i don't think he knew like i really don't think he knew i thought that he he probably thought that they it was getting like we were getting skipped or whatever. <laughs> but no, me and my cousin, Were are day apart. Shout out J Money. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, he we I smoked weed at eleven.
1: That's crazy.
2: You know what I said the last time we did this podcast? What?
1: Uh,
2: I was like, it feels like a intake. Like a, a intake to like a yeah. behavioral hospitality. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're which, in a intake which, which if if you don't know what that is, you don't want to know. <laughs>
2: No, you, you know, if you don't have to experience that, if you never have in your life, you'll probably be fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, my
2: gosh.
1: Oh, man. It's crazy
2: the percentage of people that are, like, you know, drug addicts and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. We were talking about mental health and uh, with people with poverty and trying to get health care and how that doesn't ever work. And I have uh, childhood trauma. Because of being in the entertainment industry. What I that's I kind of was talking about that with Mac Miller, but I was thinking the other day, like I have my daughter in, in the reels that I do and I put her on my social media, but I try to make the main focus on me because like, I don't really want her to have to do that. Like, she'll tell me sometimes, like, no, put the camera away. And and I, it's just me at home doing it. So could you imagine if she was, like, in a studio or, like, on a big set or something like that? Like, that's traumatizing. And I know that's oh, yeah. why. yeah,
1: you, you can go to YouTube and just type in. Demi Lovato. Just, just type in celebrity with, with kid argues with paparazzi. There's thousands of videos. And so crazy. the thing is, like. Yes, that's not okay. They shouldn't be doing that. But that is that is their job. Whether you respect that job or not, you know <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. But you gotta, at least from my point of view and how I view things, you know, if you want to make it big as an actor or a singer or whatever, you you gotta accept the good with the bad. I mean, that that's just unfortunately how how it is That's nothing we can do that's going to change change that change some some of those dynamics so like you 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 have to know you have to know like hey if i'm gonna if i'm really gonna be like this famous at least for myself i speak for myself i if i I really want to do this and really really do this i gotta know that all the you know all the good shit that's yeah that's nice but there's gonna be so much bad shit that comes with it and, and, I, you and, have I don't, that and i'm choice not gonna to make though
2: you're yeah. making that choice but oh, yeah. like mary-kate and ashley olsen they didn't, they, they have, didn't that have that choice but, to make. but that's because you a, know a, I mean? that's
1: because a lot of with the, a lot of these childhood actors that ended up becoming very successful and maybe even you know and then became a very good actor as an adult or maybe just a childhood actor that was very successful a lot of them unfortunately were Put in that position because their parents, because they had they they had those dreams and goals, but they never got to do it. So they want to have their their kids do that and live 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 that dream by curiously. And that's not a good thing. And I will never do that to my kids. Like I know my kids will be very creative and and want to do different things. And I'll always like give them the resources and show them how to do it. But I, I will never force my kid to do like you know once i know that once i become a very su- successful uh, you know known actor i'm never going to be like yo like when i have a kid or you know like hey you you need to do this like if you, if yeah. you that's what you want okay I, i'll sh- i'll help you and show you the way but um I'm, I had yeah.
2: Mila going on auditions in New York, and oh, she'll, she's definitely gonna get stuff. She's but she's but that was when she was a baby, and she's, I'm thinking She can to myself, still.
1: She can still. I'm telling you, she could still get modeling gigs. But should I? Like that's the thing. It's, that's it's, what I'm. It's up. Like, you have to ask her. You'd be like, I, yeah. You, and, and
2: she she says she wants to be like. Uh, I don't I don't want to like name drop, but like she likes YouTubers, and she she's like obsessed with them, and she's like, I want to be like them and you so know you had, so, yeah.
1: so you see all those hints that she's picking up so like yeah she I, likes I, I, it I would, she's so I, theatrical i, I would I would, in, I would encourage it because just you know obviously i don't know mila that much but you know we have a good relationship and you know it was so funny she remembered my name i did not expect that um, um that's fun. It, yeah. it is
2: funny well um, i told her i told her for a while that you were coming uh, said, okay. gonna come, jt and then she kept calling our other
1: friend, your name. And I'm like, no, that's not him. <laughs> uh, <like laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I have a feeling she would be, I don't know. I, I think she could do some acting or like modeling. I, I mean, yeah. it, obviously it's, you know, you should ask her, but um, I, I would, you know, I would go for that.
2: For sure. You I mean, know? She doesn't want to
1: do that. And that's a different story, but you know, she might change her mind in a year or a couple of years or who knows.
2: I think she, I think she wants to definitely, yeah. you know, I, I gotta, I gotta decide like what I even want to do with my life. Like, I feel like my, my calling is just to, to help people, but that, you know, that's I gotta my, make that's, money too. <laughs>
1: that's my, I, 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 yeah, you made a good point. I, right. I've realized that my purpose on why I was put on this earth And it took me my whole life to figure this out was that I've had this life um, and basically, long story short, you know, I I can be an example, an inspiration for others because I endured so much and went through so much that a lot of people couldn't even comprehend. I mean, people probably won't even believe I I bet there's some people that probably don't even believe everything that I said in my mental health journey podcast and video and then once my autobiography people and people are going to think my like i i am exaggerating like half, half the shit yeah but it's crazy but i don't and again i don't want people to feel bad but basically my whole point is you know i personally feel like my purpose was to go through all that shit so i can be a voice and help others and i was gifted you know talents with <clears throat> podcasting and acting am i the best at those things Fuck no. Will I be? I mean, yes, it takes time, but I I feel like I have those gifts and whether it's business, whatever, that will get me to a big platform where I'll be able to have that money and that voice where I can actually influence, you know, help people and actually show people like, hey, you know, if I did it like I said earlier, if I did it, then you can. Like and mm-hmm. and, and like I said, you know, Regardless of, you know, even even if I win an Oscar, which, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you, uh, you know, as you being an aspiring singer, you know, obviously that dream of winning a Grammys like, that's like the whole, you know, that's the big thing, you know, like, that would be a yeah, cool that moment. That so, like, so like, for me personally, like, even, like, yes, I would love to win an Oscar one day. I mean, I would be fucking, I mean, I would have the most legendary Oscars, you know, motivational speech of all time. But... Um, the, just no matter how much money and fame and accolades and all that shit, nothing compares to knowing that I'm how I'm inspiring people and I'm helping people that, gives, right. that gives me better in fulfillment and the better. That gives me more happiness than anything else. Like, yes, they, all that other shit is cool, but like to know that I can make an impact with my story, just at this level now, the fact that I, I could help that many people now, just wait until this shit is on a different level. Not for, right. just for myself, but for you as well. I mean, we're both going to be able to make an impact and, and be able to share our stories and and, and see and, and be a uh, living proof that, it's- hey, I went through all this shit, but you know, and you might have too, but you can overcome it and get to that other side it's not going to exactly. be always easy it's not going to happen overnight but that shit will happen
2: if i didn't have a daughter i wouldn't care about the financial gain like because i'm cool with like a little tiny apartment and you know just some good food and that's it but i have a kid that i got to think about her future that's the only reason why i care about the the monetary value of it mm-hmm. uh, anything else it really at this point in my life, like, I really didn't even think that I was going to make it this far. Me, me like, too. You me know, too. I, like,
1: I, I, I literally cried at 12 o'clock when I turned 25, when I turned 25 years old, because I did not think I was going to hit 25. I literally, wow. like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I literally cried. Like, I was like, shit, so I previous. fucking made it to 25.
2: People like us, we feel like everything. You know what I mean? And people yeah. think that, like like we're acting you know how you you say like acting mode like but like that's i really be feeling like that though like i'm not actually acting
1: it's a thing especially if you have gone through traumatic experiences at a young age uh from at least for me personally it you you have to put you you mask yourself in a way and that's of a, some a sort of form of acting right because you're not you're not you're in. You're, your you're. You're in a lot of pain. You're. You're dealing with shit. But you know that I've. I've worked with people that. You know I'm not going to name her name, um, but uh, very nice woman. I, um, when I worked at Whole Foods, in 2013, um, she had a psychology degree, and and she was like one year away of becoming a psychiatrist, and she didn't even know I had. Bipolar and ADHD and depression and anxiety just because of how good of, a, of an actor that I am like uh, yeah. yeah, like and that was fucking ten years ago So just the fact, you know, I don't know for me personally. I, I've just I, I'm not saying like I I've had to put on this some sort of like act persona my entire life But that's not me being fake. That was me trying to figure out uh, that was just me navigating life and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on while trying not to you know show the world i guess what's really going on you know during those really hard times in my younger formative years but i don't know i, um, yeah. I feel like
2: with mental health you can't really ex- explain it you yeah, know if what I you mean? know you know it's not really like a it's it's not a bad thing like we we feel a certain way you know with borderline personality disorder and other you know other types like even bipolar like when you're in a mania or whatever mm-hmm. you you don't really I don't really think that I know what I'm really doing I oh, no
1: when people are going through manic episodes I can speak for myself over the years I mean you, you act very you can act very I mean we see this with Kanye West. Kanye West is a prime example when he goes on all these fucking. And I'm not not. Let me just clarify. I am not saying and condoning some of the anti-Semitic and and remarks about that kind of stuff. I do not agree with. But we see, and this is someone that was diagnosed with bipolar over twenty, twenty one, twenty two years ago. I I I know. For, from firsthand experience, when he goes on these extreme highs, manic episodes, and you see, you know, him just going off, posting, tweeting, 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 and and uh, it's sad because that it, no one's because when obviously, and it's, it's it's I obviously you know I can't wait to meet the man one day, but like I can only imagine just being like. You know, say whatever you want about, you know, his political views and his his things and all that. You can't take away the fact that he is a fucking genius. You can't take away. You can't. You. I mean, if you if you deny that fact, then you're just fucking lying to yourself. I mean, let's be honest. Um, You can
2: tell just like by the way his like his eyes are the way that he he speaks he's way far ahead of a lot of people oh and he's he a he was so a visionary
1: attractive. he's a visionary and that's <laughs> why he's one of my biggest influences i mean I, I, and especially that's why i listen to i love listening to college dropout because it, it, it if you listen to the, his first album it it it, it resonates so much to me and i'm sure it would with you you know i don't know if you've really heard the full album but you know it's really about that you know him believing in himself the whole time and knowing that having all the people saying that you can't do this because you're just a producer you'll never make it as a rapper and all this shit but um yeah I, i i um I don't know. I can go on all all day about Kanye, but I I do not. uh, It's sad that, you know, because when you're at that level of fame and success, all you have is people are yes men. Yes. 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 Kanye. You're the best. Yes. Kanye. You're right. Yes. Kanye. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have that. A lot of these people are so in their bubble and delusional that they, they don't have a real person to be like, yo, you're talking crazy right now. Like you, like this is bro. Take this shit down. like, you (laughs) you don't have they don't have these extremely famous people a lot of them don't have you know some of them might do, but a lot of them are not surrounded by everyday people or just, you know, people that are not going to kiss their ass because of who they are. So I'm sure people
2: tell them not to do it. Well, yeah, of course. Of co-
1: I mean, of course, they have, you know, publicists and things like that. But, yeah. you know, I mean, <clears throat> that's a whole different story. But I'm going to need a good publicist when I make it because I have a big fucking mouth. So I'm oh. going to need a really good publicist to make sure that, you know, if I, uh, oh, man.
2: People were so mad about us talking about tipping your waitress. Like, oh, I yeah. mean.
1: It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. People <laughs> are. Right. So,
2: you, you know, we're talking about how, like Kanye uh, can say anything because he's already famous. But what about like the people that do and say anything to become famous? Because that's like the kind of day and age we're in right now.
1: You mean like, cloud chasers?
2: No, 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 no. Like, like Krishan and Blueface. Oh, okay. okay. So. She like literally keeps her her tooth out because Blueface told her to, so they get more pu- pu- publicity. And yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess it is in a way clout chasing. But they're I mean they already made it. You but know what I mean? They're not, already
1: no it, it, that that is that's Maddie that, that's clout chasing. Uh, they, <laughs> they know they I, and I feel bad for for her to be honest. And I hope that it's so toxic. But you know whether they're doing this. Uh, i don't want to say i don't want to come out and be like yo this is all for publicity um because i don't I, I don't know what's going on behind those closed doors i mean there's a lot of evidence but you know i can't you know it is i, I don't want to. he speak spent well. christmas yeah, I, yeah. in
2: matching pajamas with his baby mom so like yeah, i mean I, I i i don't know what's real what's not who knows you know i i have you know, I have no clue. Like I, I, can tell I you for like-
1: I can tell you for a fact that some of the shit that they, that they post, not all of it, but some of it it's it's all a game for them to get more followers and more money it's 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 it's, it's a game that's why i talked about like on my podcast before like you see all these rappers beefing yes some of some of this beef is real but it's so small all of it is a game and they're all in on it Mm -hmm. they know they're like messaging each other like hey yo i'm about to talk shit about you come back come back with this reply like it's a game people don't understand that this is the it's a marketing game and with the social media like they don't, and, and I don't want to say that all of it is fake because unfortunately we see the deaths of very young, talented rap artists all the time. But right. a lot of it, especially with the bigger artists, you know, it, it's it's all a marketing ploy. It's all it's all for publicity. It's all, it, it, and and they win, and because people are so bi- people are so naive and biased, I, I, it, and, and it really fucking grinds my gears that people like believe (laughs) half this shit and i hate when people like fucking post on facebook like an article that's clearly fucking fake news and it was like published like six years ago like dude did you not just fucking read the article and the date like they didn't click on it They just like jesus like i have no like my hope for this generation and the next one is really uh really low
2: I don't know. I I wanna I wanna have hope because I have a four year old daughter. Yeah, of course. I don't I don't want her I to grow up said, in
1: a crazy world. But we're living already right. in a crazy world.
2: Like I I always wanted kids, but I didn't. I, after I grew up, like I, a, t- a teenager, I was like, yeah, I'll have kids one day. And then, like, when I got into like my early twenties, I was like, you know what? I don't want to bring a kid into this world. Why would I do that? Because the world is so fucked up. Hmm. and then and then it you know it just happened so i'm trying to protect her as best as i can from the shit you know the the stuff in the industry or the stuff in school everything you know i don't her mental health for you know for one thing like a child's mental health is is really important and and they don't go to like therapy like you can't take your your four-year-old daughter to like a talk therapy, like it's it's a different type of thing, and and that's that's another thing to talk about is is mental health care for children. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a whole that could be a whole uh, podcast. Yeah,
1: but that that I it's, it's a good thing. We uh like I like I said before, guys. If, you know, we're we're gonna be doing a lot more episodes like this with me and Maddie. Um, so you guys definitely got to make sure you guys look out for that. We'll be posting a lot more about that. Um. We're, we're we still got to come up with the just finalize you know some behind the scenes stuff but uh, yeah. th- there'll be more de- like, more more details will be coming out this week about the radically u- dm
2: each other about things yeah
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh what, what what's the last thing that we're going to talk about
2: uh i mean i think we pretty much wrapped everything up i mean yeah. i had yeah i i think we i oh wait there was the um I don't know if you wanted to talk about the detaching from toxic family members. Okay, yeah, we, or, can, talk a, we, can, talk, we can talk a little bit about that. Detaching in general? Yeah. Detaching in general from, from toxic people or yeah. just people you grew apart from?
1: Mm-hmm. We can talk about that.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, have, do you want to start it off? or?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll go. I mean, um, it's... For me personally... Um... I, it, it's. I mean, I don't know even where to start. Um, so, ob- if you guys don't know, like, I didn't grow up with a father. So, I, you know, obviously, I, you know, growing up and and you know, learning how to do be a man, you know, as a boy, wasn't as easy compared to someone that had a father figure. Um. To be there, but I mean, I'm very thankful and grateful that my grandfather is like my, my dad that I never had. Um, and, right. um, but yeah, I, I, I had to, it, it, even to this day, it's, it's a very toxic relationship, uh, cause he's just sick as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I I've detached from him, but I mean, like, I, I haven't, I'm, we've, we've gone years, of, we'll, we'll go years without saying a word and then we'll get on good terms, quote unquote, for like a week and then shit hits the fan again. So that's been like my whole relationship with him. So, um, I mean, I, you know, you know, I, that's my father. So I, I always, I always have some, you know, love for him, but like, I just know me, me, having those experiences will make, I know that I'll be the best dad ever because I know what not to do and okay. I, and, and how, what doing certain things can have an, uh, an effect on that kid, you know, and, and I just know I'll be a great father, but yeah, I, I've had to detach and, and, you know, get away from that. You know, there, there's been a, there's been a relationship uh, that I had, um, I don't want to get into it too much, but you know, it was it was very toxic. Uh, I I had a big part in it. I was just very sick, you know. I wasn't on medication, um, but um, even even it got to a point where you know we we, we were on pretty good terms, with just friends, because we just had genuine 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 love for each other. Um, but it, or yeah, uh, I, I thought, but like. Um, you know, I, I realized that it was too, it was getting it, it was getting toxic again for no reason. So I, I just I, I had to cut that person off, and that was one of the hardest things that I've ever, ever had to do. Um, but I feel like it, it's not an easy thing for me, at least. And I don't know how you feel, but to you know cut off and detach from people that you know are you know were important to you. Or you had lo- you have love, it's, or had love yeah, for that person. It's, it's, it's not really, an easy thing really to do. Hard. It's easier than said than done, and, and especially, and especially, I don't mean to cut you off, but especially with having, you know, borderline personality disorder, you know, fear of abandonment, you know, from having that those experiences as, as a child, you know, obviously plays a big role in you know that as well. Um, but obviously, with DBT therapy, you know, it is very helpful, and I've learned a lot of, you know, you know. Um, Cope, you know, coping skills and, you know, you know, mindfulness well, trips and all that shit.
2: Right. I mean, I, I know for me, uh, detaching is crucial because I'm a a, a recovering uh, drug addict. And, you know, um, I try to remember that, like, people, places and things is is a real thing. And the one person that I've had to detach from is my cousin that I spoke about earlier, Um, he is like a brother to me, like best friend, co-defendant, you know, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm serious. And, and he, um, I had to detach from him and I made a video saying like, if you love somebody and they're, they're toxic to you, just act like it's so, it's so uh, dramatic, but like act like they're dead, you know, talk to them in your head. Like when you're, if you pray or if, you know, if you meditate, you know, write him a letter, like, you, I really just, like, don't communicate, and, and it's only because, it's only for my benefit, and it's only for, I guess, their benefit, too, because I know that he doesn't want to see me going down the wrong path, and the person that he is right now isn't the person that I knew from before, and there's other levels of detachment, like you said, like with a relationship, this one was a family member, you know, and I choose to talk to my my mom and my dad, but they, they, you know, I have one sister that doesn't talk to my mom and my dad and doesn't talk to any of my family really. And, uh, she doesn't, she, I don't really talk to her at all because she, you know, I just completely detached and she actually showed me how to detach. She told me about detaching because she told me about how she detached from our parents. And I decided to forgive my parents instead of, instead of detaching from them completely because they don't hurt me anymore they're not i'm not that child anymore i'm an adult and i have an adult relationship with them i don't have a child parent relationship with them like they really are just like people yeah and it's really true and and that's you know i guess that's what i wanted to touch on with with detachment with family members and loved ones and maybe if you can't talk to them just act like they're dead (laughs) and talk to them you know spiritually
1: yeah i mean at, at the end of the day I I said this on my podcast a lot, but at the end of the day, you guys got to realize no matter how much you love someone, you know, if, if that relationship is toxic and you've, you know, expressed to them in a very good communicative way, hey, this is not making me feel okay, this is, you know, crossing the boundaries, like, this is not, a, please don't do this, and they still continue to disrespect you and do that, even if you love that person very much, you need to have enough self-respect and self-love, and I know it's not the easiest thing to have, and, and it's easier, easier said than done, I know, but you need to be able to have enough self-respect to be like, nah, this is not okay, I don't need this in my life. And you got to walk yeah. away. And that can be one of the hardest fucking things. It is one of the hardest fucking things that you, do, you have to go through. But it, it, it's essential. If you don't, you're just bringing, you, don't you want to have peace in your life? Like you're just, and if you're going through shit already, why do you need the extra headache? The extra, exactly. extra drama, the extra, you don't need that shit. And it, and it you hurts. Don't need that. You know, it hurts. Down. Yeah, of course. It does. And, and I you, feel
2: like the person on the other end of it will, if, eventually we'll understand come, they'll come In around a, yeah right. if, if
1: if if there was genuine love there yes
2: right exactly exactly
1: yes. and if there isn't then you see then you see for yourself that it was fake the whole time yeah honestly um,
2: this this therapy is felt like a therapy
1: session <laughs> it does shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i had had all this energy i was like damn i'm gonna record like three podcasts today and now like damn i gotta take a fucking nap
2: (laughs) right exactly (laughs) I, i gotta put my foot up i'm sitting over here with a broken ankle oh man oh
1: shit damn we can't catch a break it's always something you take fucking 15 steps forward you get pushed back 25 then you go 10 fucking forward you get pushed back 30 and it never ends but now, that's the now thing you gotta, keep, you gotta keep going <laughs> yeah, yeah now point. you're literally <laughs> hopping forward <laughs> 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 but uh yeah. Mad- maddie where can people follow you and check out all your content
2: uh you can follow me on Facebook. You can find me at Madeline Haley Marquez, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y-M-A-R-Q-E-Z. And on Instagram, it's Madeline M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-N underscore Haley, H A L E Y. And TikTok, I'm Lazy Eye. And YouTube, I'm Lazy Eye 16. Um, yeah, th- those are my uh, social medias.
1: Okay, yeah, everyone g- definitely go check out our content. She puts out really good content, and it's not just like the same stuff, it's different about different topics and her life. And it- it's really good, really good content. So, everyone, please go follow her. Um, yeah, also,
2: uh, I want to say one more uh, thing that I, I work for a nonprofit organization called Thrive with PKD, they support uh, awareness on pyruvate kinase deficiency um it's very uh crazy hemolytic anemia uh genetic disorder and i want to promote awareness towards that as well not only mental health but it's, um, it's another passion of mine
1: yeah let's definitely do that and then once this uh once we start making some ad revenue from our weekly show we'll actually start we'll make some donations to that, a charity one of the one oh, of the yeah. legit charities because that's a whole thing a whole, a whole nother discussion about the fraud with charities you really have to people you guys really got to realize you know even with nonprofits, you know a lot of these charities you give a dollar and they put they, they literally use three cents to 10 cents of that dollar towards that actual oh my gosh. So really you really got to look into what you're even the biggest charities that you think are you know you, you you'd be very surprised so be a little, i was thinking be, be about careful. reaching
2: out to, to the sponsor uh the people who sponsor the thrive but i i haven't done that yet i'm not going to say who they are yeah it's, not,
1: yeah it's not yeah let not do that um yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta. It's J U S T I N T H O M A S I N S T A. You can follow the show at On Air with JT on Instagram, YouTube, On Air with JT, uh, Twitter, On Air with JT, um, TikTok. Justin Thomas, TikTok, Snapchat, Justin Thomas, SC, Facebook, Justin Thomas. You can just go to onairwithjt.com. All the info is there. Uh, You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Watch it on YouTube. Uh, Just type in onairwithjt. Uh, Maddie, thank you so much for being on the show, for doing this. And uh, I can't wait to keep doing this. And uh, hopefully people like it. And hopefully they can, uh, um, you know, be able to relate in some sort way, some some shape or sort Mm -hmm. of way, you know. Even if it's something small, if they can just gain some sort of insight, that, that would be good.
2: Or if we could just make them laugh for like yeah. a couple of Whatever. minutes, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever emotion
1: <laughs> that we give them, even if, even if it's hatred.
2: Yeah, even if they hate us, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get some, some love from it and we'll definitely help some people. So I'm definitely. so excited to start doing that weekly podcast with you for sure.
1: Hell yeah. All right. You're listening to On Air with JT.
0: If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com.